You are listening to The Black Landscape with Andrea Spearman, where Black excellence is always trending. Hey, hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Andrea Spearman, and this is The Black Landscape, where we engage with emerging and established Black leaders here in the San Francisco Bay Area. I am a light-skinned Black woman with my dark brown curly hair in a poof today, tied with a slim black and silver scarf. And I'm wearing black and brown patterned glasses and a pink hoodie that reads, The Future is Female. Today, we are here with Willem Leakes. Please describe yourself to our listeners. Hey, y'all. How y'all doing? My name is Willem Leakes. I'm a tall, dark-skinned male, 6'7", with dreadlocks. I'm currently wearing my royal blue beanie. That's for me, represents water. I'm currently wearing my one of my favorite shirts, which is a watch button-up. Reminds me that every day is time. And so I love this shirt because when I look at it, you know, I look at it like every day is time. So I first met Willem several years ago through a mutual friend, uh, previous guest, Deshaun Campbell, as part of the nonprofit 1C13 Productions, and have recently grown to know more about his work as a poet. So before we dive deep into that, can you give the audience some background about you? Like, where did you grow up? Yeah, so I grew up in Antioch, California, um, specifically Sycamore Drive, um, which more of like the it's a more urban um, street in Antioch, California. I was raised by my grandmother. Uh, my grandma raised me since the age of seven. Um, so yeah, I grew up in Antioch, California, raised by a single strong black woman who I miss dearly. She she passed away earlier this year in January, so that was a huge deficit in my life. But um, she taught me a lot. Yes, big mamas always there, stepping in to fill the gap. Yes, yes. And what was the existence like in Antioch? Would you say that it was more closely tied to like inner Bay Area, like kind of culture, like hyphy movement, or is it like more of a calm setting? Like what brought you to where you are today? Awesome. That's a great question. Um, Antioch was was culture, uh, culture when it comes to the hyphy movement. I looked at Antioch as one big melting pot. My family was raised in Pittsburgh, but when my grandma moved to Antioch, I was raised in Antioch. And so my first years growing up in Antioch, I literally met a bunch of different people that was from different areas around the Bay Area. So you may have some people that was from San Francisco, some people that was from Oakland, some people that was from um, Richmond, but there was all like in Antioch, specifically on Sycamore, which is so ironic. And so um, I remember it like in 07, 08, when the hyphen move was really going hard. Um the street, the block was jumping up. The block was, yes. it was, it was hyphy, you know, but we, but we're in Antioch, you know, we're just a small city, a small street on Sycamore that's really rocking with the <laughs> movement. So, uh, so yeah, I look at Antioch as being a culture when it comes to the hyphy movement, but it, um, also it has, Antioch has its history on its own. Um, mm-hmm. Especially nowadays, I feel like it's more urban. You know, we have a lot of um, oh yeah, African American African Americans that traveled to Antioch, and so uh, it became more diverse in in today's society. So, uh, so yeah. Oh, absolutely, because you know Antioch used to be just barren, dry. Right. <laughs> People were like, why y'all going to Antioch? But it was right. definitely there was definitely like a black exodus to right. Antioch, Pittsburgh, to those neighborhoods, and really diversifying what those neighborhoods look like striking out to be on our own and it's so interesting because i've heard from you know older folks like my mom's generation and you know 
it was a way to kind of get away from some of the, 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 I don't want to say wild lifestyle, but very exciting and, uh, (laughs) fast moving ways of like Richmond, Oakland, uh, you know, those kind of ways. But I'm like, you can't escape the culture because it's always going to follow you. And as you said, you know, as black folks, we carry our culture with us. Yeah. So even though, you know, Hype Movement started more, you know, in the inner Bay Area, it, it's it's very much extended. And there are so many great artists who, you know, are outside of this, like, kind of inner East Bay Area. Right. I agree. I totally agree. Yeah. And, like, back to you and, like, growing up, what was your, like, introduction to the written word? Like, did that start in high school, middle school? Was there a teacher who encouraged you? Yeah, so this is awesome. So I'm going I'm to break it down. So growing up in our apartments, right? So I was raised in an apartment complex. And so uh, mm-hmm. it was so ironic that um, I, I used to love to write. I think seventh, no, sixth grade is when I really started writing, right? I just started writing. And so I remember when E-40 dropped the album with Tell Me When To Go, you know? Yes. Me, and so my boy, he had a uh, he had a studio in his apartment. So mm-hmm. he would make beats. He would make like E-40 beats, you know? And we just go in there and be rapping. And so I think that's when I found my first love for writing, right? But in seventh mm-hmm. grade, I will never forget. In seventh grade, I had a teacher named Miss Duncan. And so it was more of like a creative language class. Mm-hmm. And so that was the that was my first time that I was able to express myself through the literature of poetry. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember we made our first soft poetry book, and ever since seventh grade, shout out to Miss Duncan. Ever since yeah. seventh grade, ever since seventh grade, I, I've been in love with expressing myself through words, and so that's when I honestly can say I fell in love with poetry. Seventh grade. Shout out, Miss Duncan. Yes, Miss Duncan. Yeah, she taught me a lot. Yeah. She's still with us. You know what? I'm not sure. I haven't heard from Miss Duncan in a long time, but it's so ironic because her husband, Mr. Duncan, he was the first teacher that took me on my first college tour. So one, one, the wife yeah. taught me how to do poetry, and another, and another part uh, showed me the college life. But um, yeah, she was an amazing woman. But what that class did for me was, you know, for me personally, um, being transparent, you know, uh, poetry was like a it was like a uh, gateway for me to express myself and not feeling ashamed as a black as a black man. Well, as a black kid at the time, you know. But I took that, and even till today, as being twenty nine years old, that helps me usher through my life. Um, you know, at times where you know you may feel sad or depressed or happy, or sad, happy or joyful, whatever it may whatever it may be, um, I found the tool of poetry to help me express what I'm feeling. Yes, absolutely. And I love that you said that. It's like, as a young Black man, it's like for you, it's like you're finding that not only do these lyrics amplify what's going on in your life, they're being expressed in a written way, in a more poetic form with prose and format. They're being expressed with rhythm, with rap lyrics. They're moving in different ways in your life. Yes. For sure. Most definitely. That's so interesting. And, you know, hearkening back to the relationship, how did you get in connection with our friend of the pod, Deshaun Campbell, and succeed? Right. So I met Deshaun 
when I, I joined the church called Empowerment. And mm. at the time, my pastor and his pastor was engaged. And so they ended up getting married, which made everything come together, you know. But Aww. I've seen this. Yeah, but I've seen, I seen I met Deshaun like two years after that. I actually go to another church and um, he came and sung with his choir with his church. And I'm like, man, mm-hmm. this, this, is a, this, is a, this is a cool guy. He's pretty awesome. here, you know. And so it was so awesome that two years later I met him. And uh, from there on, uh, we started growing our relationship as, as brothers. And, and so when I first met him, he was just so big on entrepreneurship, right? And honestly, mm-hmm. I didn't get it at that time. Um, but I'm like, what's entrepreneur? You know, making money or are you just working for yourself, you know? So as mm-hmm. I sit back, I sit, I just sit back and watch them. But we, as I sit back and watch them grow as an entrepreneur and as a consultant, um, that helped me really not be afraid of what, uh, not to be afraid of what I wanted to do as an entrepreneur or even just my vision, you know, because uh, mm-hmm. I'm used to working a nine to five to get money. You know, that's, I still do that, but mm-hmm. I was timid. I was timid to live out my vision. So rather that is coming out with a book or starting my own, uh, brand, I was just timid of doing that because I really didn't know how. So watching him, uh, manifest, his vision has really been a blessing to my life. And I can honestly say if it wasn't for Succeed, um, I won't be in this place where I am right now, you know. So I love Succeed. Yes. I love that man to death. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yes. And, you know, how has that relationship affected your career as an artist? Like from that beginning meeting of like being inspired by this person, starting to be in connection with, you know, Deshaun, how has Succeed helped you to expand and propel as an artist? That's a great question. For me, uh, in a more professional way, mm-hmm. um, knowing what knowing what to post, knowing um, knowing that everything has to be quality, not just quantity. Because um, I used to, I used to put out <laughs> right, I used to put out so Talk much quantity. <laughs> I used to put out so much quantity, right? But you know, my quality level will be low. So I remember one time I posted something. It was like a flyer I just made on, you know, the, you know they got these apps to where you can just create anything and post them, right? Mm-hmm. So I was just doing this to push out content. And he told me, he was like, bro, I understand that you want to push out content, but it's best to um, it's best to work on your quality before you push it out because the content is going to be the content, but the quality mm-hmm. of the work is one going to attract your audience. And so um, he taught me how to be more professional. Be patient, uh, trust the work, you know, trust my work ethic, but also be mm. consistent. I think yes. that was my biggest, one of my biggest things too, you know, to be consistent. But you know, it's, I feel like you only could be consistent if you trust what you're doing. You know, if yeah. you trust what you're doing, then you're gonna continue to be consistent because you know, okay, this is what I want to do. This is how I'm doing it. You taught me a lot, but the main thing is being professional, for sure. Yes, that's. Consistency is definitely something our brother Deshaun likes to keep in top priority. He said, consistency, you got to work. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure, for sure. And at times, you know, and to be honest with you all, um, I feel like I'm just now finding my rhythm uh, with, with honestly what I want to do, you know. Um, and so I had to look at it like, you know, is this something I really want to do, you know. And and I think I was just growing in a growing in a way to where I had to really choose of, do I want to trust my vision or I just want to be mediocre in my, in my own mirror, in my own reflection. Mm. So once I, once I figured that out, like, okay, this is what I want to do. Then, you know, we take the proper steps to build that momentum. And so, um, 
that's that's why I'm here today on Black Landscape with you, with the awesome host, because um, I've just been allowing just been allowing myself to take, you know, small steps and not want to rush the process, you know. Trusting yourself, trusting your own intuition. Yes. I am so enjoying hearing you speak about these folks who have inspired you, who have connected you, who have pushed you towards your true passion in life, your purpose. And right now we're going to take a short break to catch up on previous episodes of The Black Landscape. Download on Apple Podcasts, Buzzsprout, and Google Podcasts. When we come back, we'll hear more from Willem Leakes. When you are shopping for essentials, isn't it annoying to see the high-priced brand labels for basic everyday products? Try Brandless instead. Brandless is one of the world's fastest-growing commerce platforms. They make it easier for people to take better care of themselves, their families, and the planet by working with the best ingredients, partners, and customers to drive community-led innovation and validation. By focusing on collaboration over control, quality over packaging, and people over promotion, they're leading a movement that believes that making better choices should be simple and easy. All of their products are high quality, yet offered at simple, fair prices. I've been using the essential oils of eucalyptus and lavender in my home for years and given out many gift baskets from their beauty line. Just last year, I purchased a set of wine glasses and a cheese platter kit that has been used for many family gatherings. For every product sold at Brandless, you can be sure that they've scoured the world to research and meet the quality gold standards for that category. They really prioritize offering products that match people's values, preference, and requirements. Whether it be organic, non-toxic cleaning supplies, or cruelty-free and clean personal care products free of over 400 questionable ingredients. Their products are crafted with intention so you can brand less and live more. Get 15% off your purchase today by using the link in my bio. Try Brandless today and save on beauty, health, and home decor. The Black Landscape has some exciting updates coming, and we need your help to make it happen. We are seeking to hire a transcript editor to make the podcast more accessible to our deaf and hard of hearing audience members. This will serve one of our goals to reach more intersectional Black folks in the Bay Area. You can help today with a contribution of $50 or a monthly donation of $10. By making this gift, you'll be part of the expansion of this podcast, contributing to Black excellence. Can we count on you to help with a one-time gift of $50 or monthly gift of $10? Thank you again so much for listening. You can find the donation link by going to our website, theblacklandscape.buzzsprout.com and clicking the heart icon in the top right corner. Also directly contribute through Cash App or Venmo at DreaMos1. That's D-R-E-A-M-O-S number one. Let's get back to the show. We are back with poet Willem Leakes. You just released a single, Beautiful Roses. What was the experience bringing that to life? Oh, man, it was the most refreshing piece I feel like I've ever done. What's so awesome about this is that 
Beautiful Roses was a concept that I had about five years ago. The same okay. instrumental, the same course, it's just the poem within the piece itself was just so new to me because I expressed what I went through this year. But So to put that on an instrumental, to record it, to have it mixed and mastered, to hear it was just amazing to me. It, it still must bring tears to my eyes even when I talk about it now because I feel like um, that was my start. That was my start, my beginning of my career as a as an artist, in a sense, of, mm. as being a poet. Professionally, being able to say I have a piece that's on document, on a recording, on an instrumental, um, <laughs> I mean, it's, it blows my mind because it's something that, you know, it's like when you do something that you always wanted to do and you do it, it's like, man, doing this is, I, if I did, if I was able to put my mind and do this, then I'm sure I can do whatever I put my mind to, you know, and it took, exactly. and I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. It took discipline, you know, it, cause it mm-hmm. took money to do it. It took money. It took discipline. But I feel like once I figured that out, man, doing it, it just means a lot to me. And so even now, you know, I, I listen to it or people give me a great, 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 great criticism, uh, compliments on a piece. It just brings, it just brings joy to my heart because, uh, this is what I've been wanting to do. So to finally accomplish this milestone in my life just means so much to me. Let's take a listen to a snippet of Beautiful Roses. For the full version, you can listen on Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube, and other streaming platforms. If our hearts are being discouraged, a flower is a flower. And I apologize, beautiful roses. As I notice pain, I realize the canvas I'm painting. It is only by God's grace this garden is living. Wow. Those powerful powerful words, powerful instrumentation. Willem, what's next for you after this? What are some of your big dreams? My big dreams, honestly, um, I want to complete my poetry album. Um, I want to create, I want to finish my, my poetry book series. Um, We already published two, two out of four series books. So in the next year, uh, the Garden of the Word series will be completed. But for my long-term goals, to be honest with you all, I want to open my own poetry lounge for the youth. I actually want to open a donut shop in the morning and a poetry lounge at night. Um, so this is a called, multi-use space. <laughs> yeah, it's, it will be called the Overcomers Cafe. Um, as I, you know, as, grow, as, as growing up, you know, I realized that, you know, a lot of black children, you know, we have a hard time expressing themselves. You know, granted, like I told you guys earlier, I'm a six, seven black man with dreads, right? So when you see me in person, the number one question you're going to ask, well, I'm going to let you know is how tall are you or do you play basketball? You know? Ugh, and so, right. That, right? so that used to bother me a lot. Not saying I'm not good at basketball, but I have so much more in me. And being a poet, you know, 
uh, made me realize that not only am I expressing myself for me, but I'm expressing myself for others so they can realize like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good at this. I'm good at something that people may look at me on my outer appearance, but they may not know what's inside of me. And so Mm -hmm. um, that's big for me, even expression now. You know, one of our slogans for our brand, Paul Center Mary, is your reflection matters. And I'm big on your reflection matters because I feel like every day we as a people, when we wake up and we look at ourselves in the mirror while we're brushing our teeth, while we're washing our face, while we're getting ready to start our day, I think it's important to remember our, to remember our principles, our core values within ourselves, so that when we come encounter with somebody else, what's in us could really, I don't want to necessarily say rub off on others, but they could be having an encounter with who you are. And um, for me, that's important. You know, when I live my life, I live my life by those principles, by my reflection matters. I have to be able to look at myself, know who I am, and be okay mm. with coming to encounters with people. Because that's what it's about, you know? Yes. Knowing who you are, knowing yourself, knowing your purpose. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much for sharing with us today. Where can the people find you? Drop the yes, socials. So I got the socials. So Instagram is W underscore Mr. Leaks. Uh, you also got guys can find me on Facebook at Willem Leaks. Also, guys, check out the website, which is www.willemleaks.com. Willem, I thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much, Joy, for having me. I appreciate you. You're doing a lot of great things in the Bay Area. It's amazing to see your your podcast growing the way it is. Your platform is is huge. At first, I did not know this was your platform. So to be able to look at you and see what you've been doing, great work, man. It blesses my heart. Well, I thank you. For sure. And thank you, all of you out there, for listening and supporting another season. This has been another episode of The Black Landscape, where Black excellence is always trending. Thank you.